Michael Oshunk here, bringing back Derek Von Orden. He is a retired Navy SEAL, actor, best-selling author, and restaurateur. His latest film, Running with the Devil, starring Nicolas Cage, Lawrence Fishburne, and Barry Pepper, is scheduled for release this coming September, which will be 2018. He currently owns and operates the Butternut Cafe. Last time Derek was on our show, we talked about his book, Book of Man, a Navy SEAL's Guide to the Lost Art of Manhood. Today we're talking about something else. Uh, he was recently disinvited to speak at the American Legion in his state for calling out their perhaps unwillingness to look at their vetting system. Is that an accurate portrayal of the situation, Derek? Uh, yes, it was. Uh, it was came as a little surprise. Um, I wasn't shocked. I, I guess I was disappointed, not surprised. But uh, this this started to evolve about two years ago when the state commander, Laurel Clue, was invited to our small um, village for Memorial Day. And we have 275, or excuse me, 375 people in the village, but they put on a fantastic uh, Memorial Day program. It's really nice. It's, it's one of the reasons we love it here, because they're very uh, patriotic Americans, and it's just, a, it's a, I think, the best place to live in the world. But so she was invited on a Sunday. We're normally closed on Sundays and Mondays. But my wife and I decided to invite him over for lunch, just the two of them, and then the other guy. Her, her husband's name is Gordy. And then they're one of the uh, members of the American Legion here that arranged for them to come. So they were sitting in our cafe, kind of interesting, and uh, I started talking to this guy named Gordon Kluhl, who was the historian for the state of Wisconsin for the American Legion. So he's one of our state officers, and his wife is the uh, department commander. So I was like, hey, man, um, did something happen to you in Vietnam? Because I'm a veteran, and I've been to combat before, and it's something that we do now that I guess they never did before, but you actually ask each other, how are you doing? How are you feeling? When we learn their stories, if guys have arms and legs missing, we don't treat them like lepers. We ask them what happened, and if they're good with it. And it it's, it's something that we owe each other. But So eat up like this. And I was like, oh, you know, what happened? And he said that he was exposed to Asian Orange in Vietnam. And I'm like, oh, that's terrible, you know what I mean? That's horrible, like dioxin and stuff. And I go, okay, well, what did you do in Vietnam? And then he said that he was a sniper. And I'm just going to tell you and people listening, if you ever ask anybody in the military what they did in the military and they give you a one-word answer of sniper, they're lying. Just straight away. So now I know this guy's full of hooey. And I go, oh, Really? Who did you who did you serve with? And he said the Fifth Special Forces Group. I'm like, oh, that's cool enough. The Special Forces Group was there um, along with the Australian guys. And I said, okay, awesome. When did you go to the Q course, which is the Special uh, Forces Qualification Course, SF Special SFQC? Um, and that's the course that you have to go to in order to become a Green Beret. And he told me that he went to that um, after Vietnam. So what this guy told me was that. He was a sniper. He was a Green Beret sniper attached to the 5th Special Forces Group in Vietnam, and he came home from Vietnam, and then he went to the course to become a Green Beret. So I got up. I went in the kitchen. Not a big cafe. My wife comes in. She goes, what's up? And I went, well, you know what? That guy is full of hooey, and uh, they just need to leave. So he left. I requested his military records. It's a freedom information request. You can do it for anybody. I'll, I'll send you mine if you want. Um, and it turns out that, in fact, this guy, uh, he was in the Army, which is cool. Uh, he never went to airborne school, never had a 
never went to Vietnam, the country. He deployed to Germany for a year as a psych tech. Um, so he had all this, you know, bling on his American Legion hat, uh, combat infantry badge, um, master parachutist badge, special forces flash, all this stuff. You got to remember, this guy is one of our state officers. So I sent this paperwork to um, the adjutant for the state of Wisconsin, and then they brought it up to him, and, and he resigned. But what came of this, Michael, is that people started contacting me then from all over the Legion, all over the state, and all over the country now about these guys uh, not being truthful. And I got turned on to a guy named Bob Oliver, who was one of our state commanders. And I'm like, oh, okay. And they're like, you need to ask about Bob Oliver. So I requested his records. Now, he was a state commander. He was the senior officer for the state of Wisconsin for the American Legion. Bob Oliver was a deserter in World War II. He had <laughs> over a thousand days <laughs> missing, and he got discharged in 1946 after they let him out of jail. So this guy worked his way up to our state commander. And what was interesting about this is that he died, which, you know, everyone's going to die. And the obituary that was written by his, his wife was, you know, he served valiantly in World War II in the Army Air Corps. Um, but then when she died, the kids were in a, the obituary didn't even mention the fact that he was alive. Like, didn't mention him at all. And they'd been married for like 50 years, just a crazy amount of time. So these lies persist, and they get bad. So what happened with this thing, why it was really disheartening, is that they wanted to give him um, the appropriate military honors at his funeral, right? So you serve honorably in the, in the service, and you can be a cooker, you can be a you know, uh, jet pilot, you can be a knife fighter, you can be an admin. It doesn't matter. You serve your country honorably, right? Well, so they applied to the VA for these benefits, and that's when they found out that the guy was actually a deserter. They'd been in line for 60 years or whatever it was. So the kids knew about it. wife knew about it. Who else knew about it was the state commander, okay, who is now the national commander. And she said that it wasn't appropriate at this time to tell the family that, in fact, their father and husband had been lying to them. But they already knew. Is the state commander Rohan? Uh, yes, I'm sorry, it's Rohan, Rohan and Gordy, no, 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 she is the national commander, Denise Rohan. Denise Rohan, okay. Right, so she knew about it, she was the Wisconsin state commander when this was exposed, this guy was actually, uh, dishonorably discharged from the service, and they said they didn't want to expose the family to it because it was, you know, the wrong time because he decided. But in fact, the family already knew about it because they were the ones that requested the stuff from the VA, right? Right, right, right. Anyway, so it was brought to their attention before the funeral, and they blew it off. That was seven years ago. So my entire intent when I was invited to speak there was a couple things. It's called Duties of the Veterans, Responsibility of an Organization was my talk. And the points that I were going to bring up are this. It's between 20 and 22 veterans are committing suicide every day, right? That's the average, it's like 20 at one time, whatever, but if you do the math on it. As a matter of fact, we just had another former SEAL commit suicide last week. So this happens all the time. Well, one of the major indicators of suicidal intonations is that you start withdrawing from your family and from groups. So no one really gets to see this downward spiral of depression, right? Well, guess what? The American Legion is has the potential to be what it should be, what it was designed to be, a uh, an order that 
a group of people who have shared common military experiences get together in the same area and they can uh, offer fellowship, friendship, and then help veterans that need help, right? But you've got to walk through the door to get there. And quite frankly, the, the organization, I think, is rife with folks just like Gordon Cluel, for instance, the former historian who lied about his service, and this Bob Oliver guy who lied about his service. He wasn't even eligible to be a member. Um, but so we, we have a couple options. It's like I had two options, really, that Gordy came into my cafe and lied to me. One is punch a 75-year-old man in the face. That's just not going to happen, right? And two is to withdraw. I actually went into my kitchen. Uh, now, for the American Legion writ large, there's a third option. You just don't join. Right, right. You know? So if we have the ability to have this space to go talk to each other, and you can look someone in the eyes and be like, man, are you all right? Are you doing okay? Or a woman, it doesn't matter. I'm sorry to use this, you know, male pronouns, but um, but we're not we're not affording veterans that opportunity because we really know that you know these guys are just sitting around and they're blowing smoke, and that they're I would say a significant portion percentage of them are being untruthful. And the guys, I was talking to him, and there's a great article by I think the Ohio State Commander. He's like, well. Uh, Guys just think we're just a bunch of dudes sitting around in a bar drinking and talking, you know. I'm like, yeah, okay. When did when did military folks uh, stop, and even just men in general? When did they stop wanting to hang out in bars and drinking and talking to each other? It's like your primary function, right? I'm just kidding. It's not a primary function. It's something. Same thing with ladies. You know what I mean? You want to sit around if you could, if you could have like. Have a place where only people that have a common bond through something that is very significant and be really traumatic. It's a formative portion of your life serving in the military. And you can just talk in this little private circle about stuff. You can, you know, commiserate about the bad things and you can celebrate the good things. But no one else who has not had that uh, common experience, they're excluded from the area. Why would you not want to do that? It's like hanging out in a SEAL platoon hut. you got to be a SEAL to hang out in the platoon hut. And we hang out in the platoon hut and talk because we have these, this bond that's been formed through our military service. So the whole reason I wanted to do that, Mike, is that uh, I wanted to bring this to light for the sole purpose of potentially opening these organizations up to the new generation of veterans. So just to make everybody aware, you have to serve during certain periods of conflict in order to be eligible to be a member of the American Legion. It's like World War One, World War Two, Korea, and they just, you know, pick all these little spots, the Gulf War and stuff. The, oh, the enrollment now has been going on since September 11th, 2001. 17 years, right? It's the longest period of open enrollment in the history of this organization. The longest period of eligibility, right? And we've had millions of guys and gals cycle through it's 2018 now. Since 2015, the latest available statistics, the American Legion has lost 800,000 members. Holy moly. That, okay, there have not been 800,000 people that have died since then. Okay, that's three years. We didn't lose 800,000 World War II veterans in three years. I hope not. But so the ability for people to join is here. The people who are actually joining is here. And what's that delta? What's the cause of that? Um, 
I think, personally, is because you just don't want to go there and listen to a bunch of guys lie to us. Honestly. And here's this is cool. The state of Wisconsin, in the same period of time, has lost 7,900. 7,900 people less in the state of Wisconsin. So this is what this Rohan lady, after pulling a bunch of hooey, and I just said, don't ever talk to me like that lady, in our little private meeting. Um, don't say stuff like that to me. Her husband try to make some quip about fake news or whatever. Um, I was going to ask you about that. <clears throat> yeah. He's, listen, man. They try to give me the muscle out of the convention hall. It's just weird. You know what I mean? It's like someone's interrupting their fraternity party when they forget that the, the, the entire reason that that organization exists is so that you can help other veterans, which they do. Don't get me wrong. The American Legion... It's, it's a fantastic organization. It's just time to clean house, man. And she said, so what's your intention with this? And I said, I, I told you what my intention was. So that younger veterans can join the American Legion, feel free to join the American Legion. They can clearly join it. But they want to join the organization so that we can look each other in the eye and my friends will quit blowing their heads off. That's, that's the whole thing. So she said, you don't want to destroy the organization? I said, no. And she said, why are you doing this? I said, ma'am, listen. Uh, if somebody you know has cancer, do you just leave it there? Really? Do you just leave the cancer tumor? Like, oh, you're going to be fine. If someone is in some weird spiral of, you know, downward spiral of drug addiction and alcoholism, do you just let them roll? Or do you go, hey, it's time to stop. Well, it's embarrassing. Sure, it's embarrassing. And so we had some problems a little bit ago with um, SEALs. We had 10 SEALs discharged from the military for drug use, right? And they brought that up. It said this. Well, you've had 10 guys in this last year. We only have two people in 100 years. Like the two people that I happen to <laughs> happen to, to run into are the only two people. That, I mean, they really said that. That was funny. Uh, we've only had two people in 100 years. I'm like, you've got to be nuts. And I said this to them, by the way. Uh, we also had a problem in 2005 with some guys doing uh, things they should not be doing in Thailand. And we called ourselves uh, on the carpet as Naval Special Warfare, and I was one of the people selected to go write our SEAL ethos. That's where that came from. I didn't know that. So I said, if if guys are doing dope in the SEAL teams, they need to go away. If guys are racist in the SEAL teams, they need to go away. If guys are lying about their stuff to their com uh, compatriots in the SEAL teams, they need to go away. And it's the same thing with your organization. You know what I mean? I'm wearing the same hat that, that they are. This is a different color, but it says American Legion on it. And if you want the organization to get better, and there's this foul uh, group of folks in there that are lying about their service and making everyone else not want to go, they have to leave. It's that simple. Where it comes yeah. to my mind is uh, integrity for both the SEAL teams, uh, in the case you just mentioned in Thailand, and uh, the American Legion present day. Yeah. yeah. You know what? Um, the American Legion Auxiliary, that's the people that are not uh, eligible to join. And most of them are, are spouses of guys and, you know, ladies, but there's men there too. And they have, they have core values and they read out their core values before, and this was part of my presentation. They read them out before their, their meetings. And then I looked everywhere and I couldn't find any core values for the American Legion. They have these guiding principles. Okay. Uh, but there's no actual core values. And one of the things I do uh, in the private sector, I guess I'm, all of my stuff is in the private sector now, because I'm tired. But oops, I work with corporations to help them really articulate these things. And they make a significant difference. 
when these the folks that work in, in different corporations can look at these core values. All of the uh, branches of the American military have core values. Honor, courage, commitment. Uh, that's the Navy Marine Corps. Army's got like five of them. Air Force has three. But they all... That's something that you inculcate in your troops in boot camp and then throughout their entire time in their career because it helps you, uh, it helps write your ship. Mm-hmm. It is your rudder, right? So why in the heck don't they have this in 2018? That's I don't know. Damn good question. Let me ask you this. You mentioned uh, uh, State Commander Rohan. Um, I was calling it fake, fake news. Fake news. Um, she, no, she's she's What's that? That's her husband. husband. That's cool. Okay, yeah. her husband then. Um, and there's a question about questioning you, question their vetting process for right. entrance into the into the um, into the organization itself. Right. <clears throat> Do you know that it's changed since you brought these things up? Are they looking into how they vet things? Was there a few one-offs? I mean, what 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 is wrong with their vetting system that would allow at least these two gentlemen? be part of the organization, especially a leadership part of the organization. Right. When you join the American Legion, they're supposed to check your DD-214. That's Department of Defense Form 214. And that is a thing that every single person that has served in the military gets, and it's a character of service. Super easy. I mean, our post right here, I'm the ZKY post. Uh, Jerry's our commander. He's awesome. And it's just part of the job. Here it is, right? So they check to make sure that I'm eligible. Uh, what happens is, though, and it's happened, uh, I think, repeated. I, I probably, I would say, since that article was published, I probably 300 people contacted me with other people telling them about Huey. Wow. Yeah, not just the 200 years. Yeah. So what happens is they just fall into this old boy circle. Okay. And they could actually be eligible for membership. Like, for instance, let's go back to Gordy Cool. That guy was, he was eligible for membership. And this is what just freaks me out about these cats, these, you know, that make up this stuff. He was a psychological technician in Germany during the Vietnam War, and then he went to Fort Leavenworth, Kansas, and continued that job. Okay, how many hundreds, if not thousands of vets, did that guy help not kill themselves or get off drugs or something? That's something you should be exceptionally proud of. You know what I mean? That's a big deal. Um, But the guys are sitting around. This is from, you know, I've been working on this sort of stuff for quite a while. They'll sit around, they'll say one thing, and then it gets bigger and bigger and bigger. Uh, you add some booze to there, and the next thing you know, everybody's Rambo. Uh, but when I try to contact the national commander and the national adjutant, this is really why I kind of want, you know, a little high order on this. They refuse to take my phone call. This is about the Gordy thing. I mean, I, I have documents in my hand from, from the National Archives with this guy's name on it and his picture. You know, I mean, there's no way it's someone else, and they would not take the phone call. They said uh, the department, state departments handle their own stuff. I'm like, okay, check, yeah, that's in our constitution. But this guy's in a leadership position. So if the leadership is not policing itself, then what do you do? If you look at the VFW, they just had a big thing where there's a dude who is a blatant racist, and the national commander, the national command guys came down there, like, get out of here, and beat it. You are not welcome here. You are a racist. Uh, so I just think she, she expressed that uh, she felt that it was the more compassionate thing to do would be to not bring this up to the family. And here's something that um, 
that folks like that don't understand. In London, there is an obelisk, you know, a pointy thing like the George Washington deal. And uh, it's called the Cenotaph. And it, it is a memorial to the dead from World War I. Um, and that's from the American Legion. It's very apropos that I spoke French there because it was actually formed in France. How about that? Um, that it's apropos because that uh, the American Legion was actually formed in 1919 in France. And so this thing, this obelisk, the cenotaph, is inscribed with this really cool thing. Uh, glorious dead, the glorious dead. It's like three words. And you think about it, it's a very, very powerful white marble thing. Well, guess what? They mean the glorious dead. They don't mean people that were lying to everybody um, and then happened to die. That's not glorious. I mean, glory and war and death and all that stuff, you, know, you can speak about it philosophically as much as you want and the horror of war and all that stuff. But when you think about it, you don't, you don't become honorable just because you died. If you lived your life as a lying scumbag, you're going to be a lying scumbag and be dead. So when we take this approach that, oh, Grandpa, you know, let's not tell anybody about Grandpa. Well, guess what? Grandpa had a son. And now we're not going to tell you anything about Dad. Is anyone going to be held accountable at some point? I mean, I have many friends that are dead now. And they are the glorious dead. Not these, not these guys. They, they deserve no sympathy. Um, I do believe in redemption. Gordy resigned. I think he apologized. Not really. I don't know. But, uh, yeah, then carry on with your life. But don't pull this stuff. It's foolish. So you said you've been contacted quite a bit <clears throat> with uh -huh. some other stories. Um, what's the next steps for you in terms of hoping, I assume, to reform both your state uh, chapter and then also how, I guess, the national deals with the states that have uh, phony members in there, in leadership positions at least? Well, again, this... The national guys, they're sticking to the Constitution of the American Legion, which says that, you know, the departments, uh, each state has a department, so they handle their own stuff, so I'm like, okay, that's fine. Um, I'm just going to look at this thing right here, because I'm hoping that this is having a positive effect. Okay. Now, this um, this is a story, and it is in task and purpose, it's just like a military blog sort of deal. It's actually a good website. It's a great website. Written by Adam Linehan. Don't know the cat. But uh, the woman that was scheduled to become the assistant adjutant, I guess, who would later on become the adjutant, which would be the senior paid staff person in the country, just resigned because she had been lying about her background. Oh, so, yeah, she said she was a lawyer, and apparently, apparently you have to go to law school in order to be a lawyer. But who knew? So this is the type of thing we're talking about. Apparently, she's a great lady. Um, what is her name? Verna L. Jones. Apparently, she did great things for the organization, right? And stuff like that happens. You look at someone, you go, if this person is so kind and nice and caring and you know articulate and smart and stuff, there's no way they're lying about their service or lying about going to law school, for instance. That's kind of a big deal. Um, and you just fall into this trap. You know, human beings, we, in, we intuitively and inherently, we want to trust people that we're speaking to. And we want to believe that people are telling us the truth all the time. And there are a lot of manipulative people out there that will take advantage of it. 
working on. Uh, so what's the next step? Honestly, just stay on it. Just keep just being keep calling <laughs> calling these folks out uh, when they do things like this. Uh, there's also I um, the American Legion uses Robert's Rule of Order, so it's it's like the Senate and the House and all that stuff. And uh, Presbyteries, uh, when you are on a session, use Robert's Rule, so it's a very formalized method of bringing things to the attention of the group. And and my intention is to bring through my local chapter to the state chapter, hopefully to the national convention, uh, something where they need to uh, develop at a minimum a couple core values. Mm-hmm. And try to stick to them, because if you if you do honesty, integrity, loyalty, honor, courage, and commitment, the the Navy and Marine Corps stuff, it's not honorable to be lying about your service. Right it's not. I will never lie about my service. I'd love to lie about my service. I'd love to say you know I did some miraculous you know free fall parachute into Baghdad to stab Saddam Hussein or something, whatever you know, but I didn't, and I'm not going to do that. Because it, it actually brings shame upon myself, mm-hmm. and it brings shame upon um, one of the organizations that I think is possibly the greatest organization that ever existed in the history of the world, and that's Naval Special Warfare. So, do we have bumps and bruises and warts and, you know, schmucks and all that stuff? Sure, we do. Absolutely. We're, we're, comp- we're comprised of human beings. So, to think for a moment that the American Legion needs to be this perfect organization would be foolish. Uh, but I, I damn sure that it can be better. Right. That's about it, man. No, that's great. So if um, folks who are watching this uh, have some tips for you, suggestions, other people to look into, want to help you, or whatever it might be, how might they get in touch with you? Well, I haven't set up a, a different uh, email account for this, but I guess I could. Okay. What they can do, there's a mil, there's a website called militaryphonies.com. Okay. There's another one called uh, It Ain't Hell, but you can see it from here, I think. If they get on the internet, I mean, they don't have to contact me. I mean, this isn't really... It, rolling up all these guys for, and gals for lying about their stuff, I mean, it's, it's a good thing to do. Um, but again, my, my personal intention is to just make these organizations more friendly to younger veterans by the guys telling truth or telling the truth. And so people of my age will join. Um, so as far as tracking these guys down full-time job, there, there's websites out there like that. Militaryphonies.com too. I think they, do they, they may have put Gordy's stuff on there already, but um, yeah, get a hold of those cats. I mean, those guys do that for a living right. and I think it's great. And, and I just don't, you know what I mean? Um, I, uh, I don't know if that kind of sounds like a cop out, but no, no, no it's good. I just said I want to talk to you about. I think that's about it, isn't it? All right. Well, um, you're always welcome to come back. Uh, there are many things, other things we can talk about, but maybe we don't want to take away from this particular story this time. Yeah. Um, uh, I'll include in the I, show notes the link to the original story which you were interviewed about. Yeah. Um, between now and the time it's. We make this live. Uh, if there are other stories that come out you want me to include in the show notes, please don't hesitate to send them to me. We'll I put the one in there about the the uh, the woman residing, yeah, like uh, her uh, yeah. her educational background. But here's some other guys in Galaxy do. Yeah, when you run into veterans for real, just honestly, just ask them how they are. How are you doing? Like I said, we just had another former SEAL commit suicide last week. 
some of the papers, you know what I mean? It's not going to be in the papers. There's that CTE thing going on and all this stuff, but there's a lot of it's just depression. And if we're doing it, and we are, I think, the finest fighting force the world has ever seen, um, and then, you know, these elite groups, you know, it starts going like this. So if the guys that are, and don't take this in the wrong way, if you're a supply guy or whatever, or gal, but um, if, we're, if we're committing suicide, oh, wait, look, here, this is what I want to tell you. So I asked this woman, I said, hey, Rohan, I go, don't take this the wrong way, ma'am, but uh, I spent 26 years on active duty, not two. She spent two years on active duty in the rest of the reserve time. But that's fine. She is absolutely welcome to, and she qualifies for membership in the, in the American Legion. But my point was, I was like, hey, so maybe if we start listening to people that have uh, more institutional knowledge about the military itself, it can be helpful. And she said, well, we, well, we meet with the military all the time. And I go, yeah, she goes, yeah, there's a lot of generals that are um, members and they do all the stuff. I'm like, I bet there are. But if you were to break down the percentage of uh, membership by pay grade, I I would bet there would be a much higher instance of GOFOs, that's a a general officer or flag officer, that are members than privates. And she was like, yeah, probably. And I go, okay, can you answer this question for me? Are the generals or the privates committing suicide? Yeah. Uh, yeah, that's that's yeah, yeah, see what I'm talking about? Yeah. So, I mean, they're aiming at the wrong strata yeah. here. If they're really trying to help people, you know what I mean? Um, and then, just in closing, again, the American Legion is a fantastic organization. It's comprised, I think, of 2 million veterans right now. And the vast majority of them, in my opinion, again, I only have really anecdotal information, but the vast majority of them, I think, are not misrepresenting their character of service. They're just not, you know what I mean? They're guys and gals that have served our country. And I want the organization to be better so that younger veterans feel comfortable joining so that they stop committing suicide because someone is actually going to look at them across a bar or wherever it is at a picnic and just honestly ask them, how are you doing? I mean, that's it. That is beginning and end of agenda. Cool. Great, yeah, cool. Thanks, uh, Derek. Great agenda. God bless yeah. you. Um, keep up. Too, man. It's nice to see you. It's good to see you as well. And uh, we'll talk offline soon. Right on. All right. Okay, Thank you. You, you bet. bet. See you.